Hello, people. This is Just Because the Human Experience Podcast, episode 162. I am Michael Lobo, still working full time is no joke. Being a parent is no joke. That's why it's taking me forever to get these episodes out. I hope you're still listening, Billy. This was recorded. Fucking fuck. When was this recorded? I'm drunk. July 10th. I had on my brothers Gwyn and Tim. They are huge film buffs, I think TV buffs. They just interpret and think about film and TV and uh, just very deep levels. So I was excited to have them both on and then both on together. I think I even say that on the episode. This is reviewing episode 5 of Miss Marvel. Yeah, I know the series ended a while ago. Alright, back off. I'm trying. Been feeling sick lately, Serena and I. Baby's got COVID. Um, she seems to be okay. It's a lot of sneezing and coughing, but um, hopefully that's where it stays. And uh, the baby boy, the young boy, is doing all right. He's in my class now, so I'm his teacher and parent. <sighs> Pray for me. Burn some. Burn some sage or fruit roll-ups or fight a cat or do something in my my honor. Please help me. This is going to be a long, long year. But I enjoyed this episode. And now you will too. Enjoy. How are you doing i'm doing i'm doing yeah all yeah. right hopefully hopefully uh, good things mostly good mostly good just the last oh last few days have been crazy <laughs> oh no yeah but we vibing we're here. yes we're trying we're trying little bro tim tim hello tim tim, tim <laughs> good very good very good how are you doing i am well how are you I, uh, C plus C's get degrees. We're good. C's get the degrees. <laughs> I, I don't know if you two know each other. This is Gwyn, our, our brother and Tim, another brother. Hello. I'm excited to have you both on and then have you both on at the same time. I don't know if you know of each other's existence. I, I have been very inactive as of late because I just wanted to focus on myself for a while. So I barely know anybody anymore. <laughs> it's okay. Perfect. I've been very inactive as of ever. <laughs> Since you walked out of, of the whom. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for you both because you both, some of the most knowledgeable people I know that you both were film majors, I believe. I don't know what the actual title of your uh, degrees are, but it's like study of film, film, awesomeness film adjacent film adjacent and now to have you both on here to talk about minions rise of Gru, i'm just super excited i, I know think. just uh, the gentle minions man oh just, no we oh i can't believe that shit we I had i it, it happened at my theater yeah we had huge like groups of people coming all dressed up in like suits and everything 
I don't know if it was because of it happened in another theater, but it became a company policy that uh-huh. if someone was getting tickets specifically for Rise of Gru and they were in a suit, we couldn't let them in. <laughs> because at some theaters, they were throwing uh-huh. bananas at the screen. They were having mosh pits in the theater. Yeah. And they were like screaming and ruining it for other people. <laughs> so we were just like, hey, no. <laughs> please, please don't do that shit. Please what don't. Fuck? Oh it's my not... Wouldn't be the weirdest thing that has happened while I work there, but it's it's up there. Nice, or well, not nice, but it's yeah. I I heard about it, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. I think it started out innocently with this kid in Australia and his friends wanting to do it, but uh, it turned into something else, and then so, it escalated. Of course, like <laughs> as it always, always does. As it always does. Um, it's gonna be okay, Tim. We'll walk you through this. <laughs> no, episode five of Miss Marvel. Tim, I believe you watched all five 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Is, that, is that correct? Okay. Yes. I want to go into like basic overall thoughts before we go sort of mm-hmm. scene by scene in it as, or as like how I did my notes. Tim, what did you think of the episode? I don't know exactly how much of it takes place at the beginning in the past before we ever get back to Kamala. Mm-hmm. Um but it was long. <laughs> Are you saying that in a, a negative way or a solid like half of the episode? Yeah, it's yeah. like half the episode. It's like 25 minutes until we get back to Kamala, which I don't really have a problem with. But as far as uh, the tenets of storytelling, you generally try to avoid lumping all of your exposition into something that's very near the climax. One of the reasons why I hated the second Fantastic Beasts movie is because right at the climax of the film, when all the characters finally come together, we get this like half hour long exposition dump explaining, oh, this character is this person and this character is this person and this is where this person came from and this is what this means. And you're just sitting there like nothing is happening in the movie. Uh huh. But at the same time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in this episode, it was really engaging because... I'll admit, I I knew very little of how Pakistan was formed, and very uh, much same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all of that has been really interesting. The fact that this show's taken on a very anti-imperialist uh, <laughs> attitude and message is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it's 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 really interesting. I I, I in general, I love it. Like I love mm-hmm. this series so far, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I enjoyed well, it. <laughs> it depends on, you know, how in depth you want me to go right now with what I thought of the episode and problems mm-hmm. I have with it and so on. But oh, yeah, we'll get into specifics in a second. Yeah. But generally, you try to avoid going away from our main character for that long mm-hmm. in, in one little chunk. If, if you're going to do that, it, you need a said, good reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that being said, I still did find it engaging. I just found it a little odd. Mm-hmm. And then there were some other things that I I don't understand, and I don't know if they make sense. I also don't know if I was paying close enough attention throughout the five episodes because uh, it was kind of a delirious whirlwind trying to get through them. But uh, <laughs> nice. in time, in time, yeah. not trying to get through them in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be great if you watched them backwards. Just, like, just uh, go episode in five reverse. first. Yeah. 
Yeah. I watched it the other way. Uh, I know you were talking about. Oh no, you were you were talking about watching the first Fast and the Furious and then the newest one, and I've that's done... it. Oh, you've did that already. I've done that now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, for nine, the Fast Saga was <laughs> absolutely bonkers. Um, it, it was great. I, I have to say, I, I thought that I was going to hate it, but it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, just in how stupid the whole movie is. It was Fast, wonderful. Fast and Furious has always been, I don't know why my voice cracked there. Uh, Fast and Furious has always been one of those franchises that I've always described as if you want to get someone that does not like anime into anime, show them Fast and Furious. Because <laughs> oh it, it escalates so fast. It's a great way of putting it. Gwen, what did you think of the episode overall? So full disclosure about me, I do not like time travel as a narrative device, especially for like, not necessarily for like giving exposition and stuff like that. But as a whole, I don't like stories that rely on time travel uh, to fix stuff, to keep it in Marvel. Best example of that comes to mind of one that I had a lot of problems with was Endgame. I felt like a lot of like the time travel to get the stones was some of the weakest part of that movie. That being said, this is probably my favorite episode so far. I do agree that the getting the exposition dump with Aisha and the, the bangle was a bit jarring at first, but once I kind of got into the groove of it and just kind of got more into this is us this gives us like get learning more about the characters and everything and like their background as well as actually seeing an approximation of what partition would have looked like in pakistan and in india i got way more engaged a lot quicker especially with how quick the turn went to explain how um i forget i forget her name but uh Camilla's grandmother finding her way to the train and full disclosure. I, I cried because I thought that was beautiful because <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I started to kind of like piece together with like her powers uh, and how they take form and following the trail of stars. Like I put it together pretty quick and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And that hit me real deep. But um, the, the episode still has like some stuff that rubs me a little weird in some ways it hits me like this was probably supposed to be like an ending of some kind uh for the series and doesn't totally hit that uh particularly with the end which still fine i'm excited we're getting more it's just it was it was jarring to kind of get onto the show's level of first of at first of like okay we're gonna take a break from the main plot to explain like mm-hmm. some of the background of this character of what partition was like uh which is something that uh like tim said before i had no idea about because of everything about me mm-hmm. um <laughs> because of this just, just this i'm i'm a i'm a white hetero appearing dude so uh, yeah but no i liked this episode a lot and I still, as far as like furthering character development and everything, I think this is one of the strongest episodes so far. Yeah. I loved this episode too. After watching it the first time, I, I thought, oh, this is, a, this is my favorite episode out of the five. Mm-hmm. After watching it a bit ago, 
for the second time, I started nitpicking it and was like, wait, why does that happen if, wait, that, that doesn't make sense for this to happen, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which we'll get into. But um, still, overall, I, I loved it and I'm excited to get into it with you all. So it, it starts with the newsreel. So like parti- I, did, I had no idea about the partition either. Vice News has a really informative video sort of mm. explaining that. So then I thought, I wonder how far they're going to go in explaining this. Will they really talk about people dying and mm-hmm. the the religious tension and and will they actually say that the British was to blame for for it or will they just kind of say oh there are some riots happening but they I mean they did use the word riot but they mm-hmm. they actually like a lot of people died and later Aisha says you know they're burning down houses they're burning people's houses Hassan uh, brings up how they're not being sold goods and no one's buying his roses because he's Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, starting off with the newsreel to sort of a quick recap, sort of, of what partition was or what it was turning out to be, I thought was pretty neat. Did anything hit you all just from that little section? I feel like when it, it's very difficult to cover really big historical things like partition or anything else like that, like a major historical event, because there's always like one of two ways to do it. And if you lean too much into one and you lose the other, it ends up really bad. Like mm-hmm. speaking either like narratively, it doesn't end up being a very like satisfying story to follow, but also speaking historically, if you lean too much into the narrative, it kind of steps back and loses what it was about. This comes pretty close. I feel to hitting like that sweet spot in the middle. Cause you do get, the involvement of the British, like with them chasing uh, Aisha at mm-hmm. the start, you do get the like tension of like, this is about, this is about like attack. Uh, pe- this is about people attacking Muslims in particular when Hassan engages with it. This is about people being forced out of their homes that they've lived in for so long because some colonialist Brits decided, eh, fuck it. We're just going to carve this out. Uh-huh. Not only that, but it also hits that engaging moment of, yeah, it's very easy to see it as like, statistically, this is what happened. This is how many people were uh, affected by it. But it hits that spot of this is what it could have been like. This is what it was like for someone that was there Mm -hmm. and actually like seeing it. Granted, in like a in a Marvel Cinematic Universe, fantastical way, it shows what a personal journey of like getting onto the last train to Pakistan, Mm -hmm. like was like getting separated from family or like even the part that always, one of the parts that like, I think struck that best with me wasn't even with one of the main characters. It was, there was a background character, just a dad talking with like his adult son. And he says, I think he says something along the lines of this is the last of the money that I have. Mm. Go on the train without me. I'm too old to make it. You still have something. Mm. And that, that hit hard. That was, that, that was what kind of like sold it more beyond just like, this is our established characters going in. Cause it shows what everybody was experiencing in that moment. And that stuck with me a lot in particular. Yeah. Tim, did anything hit um, you or not really? In that particular sequence? Yeah, like the newsreel, Aisha running. Yeah, uh, I think the only reason why I, the the main reason why I think, despite the fact that you normally wouldn't give us an exposition dump uh, so late in the game. Well, 
I mean, it's been done before, but uh, I think the main reason that it works is because the story they're telling is a powerful one. Mm. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of uh, emotional reactions to that whole segment of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was very emotionally powerful, and uh, yeah, it, it it showed as as uh, Gwyn was saying, you you can throw statistics at people all day, but showing them what it felt like to be there is an entirely different thing. And it's the the way you get things across to people is to get them to empathize. And I think that that segment did an extremely good job at getting us to empathize with that situation, the people in that situation. And it sucked, bro. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) Sucks out here. Um, So I sucked. (laughs) God, man. God. What's this going on? Um, <laughs> Aisha, yeah, Aisha's running. She throws the dagger. She's gorgeous. I was like, what the? F- People could be this good looking. Um, <laughs> and then we, Hassan speaking on a on a box or something, mm-hmm. trying to get everybody together. Like they're trying to divide the Sikh, the Muslims, the Hindus. Uh, we need to stand together, but us being peaceful should not be a sign of being weak. Do you think that Aisha... You know, we see her staring at him. Was she staring because he's also good looking or because he's very <laughs> passionate? Or is it sort of just, why is that guy yelling over there? Because I, at first for me, I just thought someone's screaming. I'm going to look that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Serena sort of thought. That's not what I. That's not what you thought. Okay, go to him. Hurry. Go not to him. at all. Uh, <laughs> no, he was he was giving an impassioned speech about, you know, banding together and doing what is you know best for everyone and that garners attention <laughs> um it's always fascinating when you meet someone who's really passionate about something that you especially if you agree with it i think uh, i i definitely think it was part of like a she was drawn in by his passion for it uh as well primarily because like you look at um you you look at like what he's saying mirrored with what we know about Aisha and the jinn and uh, the goal that the clandestines are trying to achieve of bringing Nur into the human world or like open a pathway to get them home. Mm-hmm. And you know that Aisha can like relate to it because he's talking about, oh, we have to do something that's like for the greater good, like for the best of like our people of like everybody and Aisha's running away quite literally because she knows if she does this it's going to kill everybody (laughs) so it it kind of like plants the seed of her rather than like passively trying to avoid it more actively trying to like preserve the place Mm -hmm. that she's in and plus like someone's yelling yeah i'm gonna pay attention to that is one thing it's a whole other thing to me i think if it's coming from a place of this is a cause that like someone really cares about like if someone gives enough of a shit and they're making a big stink about it like you will pay attention because you'll just be naturally drawn to it i feel yeah later hassan plants his seed in aisha but we'll get oh to my that God. So, what just happened is everyone okay what happened all right, here we go. So sorry. Um, Champ, I'm going to need you to never say that sentence again. Got it. Got it. Got it. We're, we're, we're not airing this. Um, 
Cut that out. Cut that out and post. Um, Aisha's taking a nap in his roses, Hassan's roses. Mm-hmm. They have a little back and forth. He offers that she could sleep in his place. So we're getting, you know, he's a pretty caring man. Then he offers her food. And then uh, a moment that stood out to me was, you know, he gives her the fresh, fresh fried parata. And then he says, okay, now I know you're putting on a show because there's no, no human alive that would uh, turn this away. And then she goes sit down to eat. And I, I could see it as sort of like an alien, like, I'm totally human. Here I go. <laughs> this is what humans do, right? I'm totally doing it. Um, I mean, because I don't know a lot about what the gin, do they get hungry or whatever? Can mm-hmm. they just last longer? Uh, but that, that felt sort of uh, pretty cool. And it, mm-hmm. the chemistry between the two actors was really great as they're, they're going back and forth and, he res- he starts reciting a poem because homeboy just has that on out of out of his pocket, just reciting poems. And mm-hmm. we hear the what you seek is seeking you uh, line. And finally, she says her name. Did anything jump out at y'all about this particular scene? I loved that poem, quite honestly. That was that was a good one. I just remember like being really taken aback by the poem as well as just kind of like the natural building of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it came off in a way that it's like, it felt like it needed to like, it needed to be there to like serve the purpose of the story. But at the same time, it felt very natural in a mm-hmm. way. Cause like you can see like them, like the initial distrust and then it builds into she's eating his food that built into their spending more time together and then turns into the gifts and everything reveal the pregnancy and it takes its time to tell that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just honestly helped it helped make them feel like it helped these it helped the characters feel a lot more like realistic. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? That's uh that that's like the most that like pops off off my head. I saw it, I watched this like two days ago. Uh-huh. So I ha- I didn't rewatch it for this, no but like off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what comes to mind right away. Yeah. Tim, anything that tingles for you or no tingles? Um, about that particular scene, it was enjoyable. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Next. Fun. So we, <laughs> it was good. Uh, no, that goes in, you know, with the whole sequence, you know, I, I liked, it was a good story that they told in the first half of the episode of, you know, their burgeoning relationship, you know, having the child, her past catching up with her and then trying to escape it. That whole thing it was a good story. I enjoyed it. Hooray. So there, yeah, we have uh, Sana, uh, Nani, as a baby. And they're pretty happy. And then one night, they're, uh, they're listening to the radio. Hassan is pissed. And um, on the radio, I mean, it sounds like British propaganda. So, of course, he's talking shit about it. Rohan delivers some food because apparently mm-hmm. no one will sell Aisha any milk or anything. Uh, no one will buy Hassan's flowers. I felt like shit just picked up. This... The guy this was, was the moment shit got real. <laughs> this was, yeah, shit got real because, you know, we start with him passionately yelling that we need to stand together. And then he sort of tells Rohan, we don't need your charity. All right, buddy. And then, um, you know, Rohan reminds him, we need to be together now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know if cool is the word, but uh, to hear the actor say the line, oh, is it because I'm Muslim? Like mm-hmm. we're actually there at this point in society that they're not only viewed as terrorists, like we're, we're giving other peoples of walks of life, 
mm-hmm. depth and, 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 and humanity now. And I, I think that's really neat and it's working. He was playing into the hands of the British as, as far as what he was turning away food, the groceries, right. That they obviously need. And then Aisha sees homegirl Najma uh, hanging out by the tree. She, she just gives like a creepy vibe. I, I, I just ask like, don't you want to go home? And Aisha's, yeah, I'll get the bangle. It's cool. Yeah, I'll get it for you. Uh, it's going to take a while, but I'll, I'll get it. Um, and she gives Aisha the, the ultimatum of by sundown tomorrow. Cool. Sounds good. That was uh, particularly like the moment of uh, Hassan fighting back and be and asking like is this because i'm muslim that was uh that was kind of the moment for me when i realized that oh this isn't just set dressing like this isn't just using partition as a way as like a backdrop to tell like a personal story it's like no this is serious (laughs) this is this is where we get important it showed to me like it hit it resonated with me a lot because it showed that there was a level of care that they were putting in to telling something that is so deeply troubling and honestly really tragic of uh, of partition and just what happened, like how it affected everybody. And that was kind of like the signal of them wanting to take it seriously, as well as inform people that don't know a whole lot about it. It's like, uh, like us, like, this is what it was. This is what it was like. This is how, these things started this is what turned everyone against each other and on top of that as well like trying to weave in Aisha and like her struggling with that on top of her now having a family and having to try to hide that from uh it was Nishma I believe her name uh, was Najma I Najma. don't know yeah I don't know uh I'm probably butchering that sorry Najma uh, <laughs> it is Najma, yeah. I just okay. Now. But seeing Najma in the Field of Roses, and now she has that to worry about on top of everything. It's a good way of like getting her foot in the door to keep her kind of like involved in what's happening in the human world, as well as remembering, oh shit, I still have this to deal with, and it adds more agency to like, oh well, what's gonna happen? Like, how are we getting out of this? Like mm-hmm. we it's one of the situations like we know where the story is going to go, like narratively speaking, because obviously Kam- uh, Kamala is still here and her grandma is still here. Her parent, like the whole lineage is still there, but it adds that pressure of just, Oh, this is the thing that kind of ties it all together. And we just don't know. We know like the start of the journey at a and the end of the journey at C we don't know what happens at B and it's that figuring out right there that makes it that made it really engaging on top of all of the other narrative that it was spinning around it, I think. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tim? It was good. Rock solid. Rock solid. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. As I did just watch the whole series so far this morning, it has been kind of a whirlwind. Um, sorry. But uh, about that scene in particular... I don't have much to add. I it's apologize okay. for this uh, no. particular scene. Gwen put it very succinctly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I'm sorry. It's fine. No, you could. Then we go to Aisha starts packing frantically. Uh, this is when she brings up their, their burning homes. Don't you see what's happening to people like us? And, you know, Hassan doesn't want to. His dad built that house, right? Mm-hmm. There's a history there. And it goes back to, you know, him saying, 
we've been on this land for hundreds of years now we we should defend it and so she said something i typed out because i I, it stuck with me was we take our memories with us we can build a home anywhere as long as we're together and i was like bitch what like (laughs) god no (laughs) take me bitch like i was so oh like how how yeah and how how frightening that is to have happened to to you or your family and the choices you have to make. And so not only is she has, has to worry about what's happening in like the human sense, but sort of what's happening. There's a gin, like she showed up at our house. We got to go, but she doesn't even tell him that she's like, <laughs> it's the human stuff. I promise. It's cool. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, she, she consoles uh, Sana and says, you know, what you seek is uh, seeking you and that ad- adventures can be scary. And then they're walking to the trains and Hassan can't keep up, poor guy, because of his leg. Aisha finally reveals to him the bangle, because uh, he said, I saw your friend. Who who, who are you talking to? And she does the little magic bangle. and Because she said, you never pushed me about it. You never asked me like what I was running from. He's just and, like, why would I? Yeah, he goes, you're <laughs> with me. Like, yeah, he goes, you matter. <laughs> bitch, you're here with me. Like, I don't care what your past was. I was like, like, yes, you, bitch, take me too. Yes. <laughs> You're my wife. I love you. Who gives a shit? Here's yeah, where you were running from or what you did. Like, I I love this is you or what matters. And so, again, it's like a Backstreet Boys song. It's exactly. yeah. Oh, God, this is when I start playing Backstreet Boys. Um, that whole segment was just really powerful storytelling. I feel like uh, I'm terrible at this. I, I mean, to be this fair, is your last like, invite to, the, to, to <laughs> reviewing stuff. To be fair, I mean, it's like, what else can we really say about this segment? Like the this whole thing, yeah, it breaks a lot of like norms and we're getting exposition like at the climax of the story, but it works because the story, like this ex this uh this expositive bit is so powerful in a way too. It's like you can kind of see like where it it kind of rhymes with some of the stuff that happens earlier in the show, like with Kamala freaking out about finding out she's a djinn and having to tell people as like uh, Bruno, uh, like freaking about telling Bruno and then trying to tell other family and it's just not panning out yeah. or uh, in some instances with Bruno, it works out thankfully, but there's just something so I guess cathartic is the right is the word for it because there's a lot of instances, uh, especially with like within like superhero movies, is it's like you need to see like the human aspect of the superhero, like you need to see them when they're like down and beaten. But there's something so nice of like seeing a character like Aisha or like a superhuman character have like that moment of I'm afraid to tell someone about my abilities because what that would mean for me and immediately be met with why the fuck does that matter i care about you who gives a shit yeah. <laughs> uh like like you're saying yes bitch me too <laughs> me too let's go <laughs> yeah so then we get to the the train station and hell breaks loose even more aisha notices najma following them mm-hmm. so then she says to hassan take sana go it's gonna be fine and we all know it's not gonna be fine we all know um, it's not gonna be okay <laughs> it's not gonna be okay 
she meets face to face. And then that's when Najma sort of figures out, oh, you've you've betrayed us and then stabs her. What the fuck? And so, <laughs> yeah, because they never said what happened to Aisha. But yeah, so she yeah. stabs her. And then Hassan lost Sana as a parent. This is one of my hugest fears is that I'm at some event or whatever. And one of my ding dong son walks off and I go, oh, what the f- where did you go? Like <laughs> I had one job was to <laughs> make sure you were here, especially now. During, what do I do now? What do I Um, especially during that chaotic? Because that's not a fun thing. And to have it just piling up and piling up and mm-hmm. he doesn't know where his wife went. His wife went somewhere. And so I was just anxious the whole time. One weird thing to me was, you know, Najma stabs her mm-hmm. and then walks back the other way. And so I'm wondering, did Najma not know she had a daughter? I don't know. I, as a villain, I feel like I would assume if she doesn't have it, maybe her kid has it, her husband has it. Maybe they would know. But if I'm following somebody, if I'm stalking them, this is weird, but if I'm stalking them and, and I see them coming back towards me, I shouldn't assume to keep going that way. I should go where they came from. Um, All right, I'm I don't know. Send this into the police. Uh, <laughs> no, if I'm following someone, this if is I, my plan. <laughs> this is my, exactly my plan. I just laid it out in this episode. Um, I don't know. Did was that weird to you all? Like just for her to stab Aisha and then it was a very poor strategic decision. She's yeah. the only person who <laughs> she, she's the only person who knows where the the thing is. Uh-huh. The, the bangle. For, yeah. for, for the purposes of yes, thank you, thank you. The bangle. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the only person who knows where it is. Why would you kill her? Right. Even if she betrayed you, she still knows where it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and where were her homies, the other three? Because, um, I mean, I mean, I would assume that they're all together. They're all hanging out. They're all sans. And what? I don't know. I guess they're just off somewhere um, at a happy hour. But <laughs> why did she go by herself? Like, um, that, that's think weird. For me, I could... I could kind of look, I could kind of overlook the the rest of the clandestines not being there because the way that I interpreted it was uh, Najma saw this because we, we know it, it's established Najma and Aisha were particularly like very, very close, like almost mm. like family. Um, and the way that I took it was Najma saw this as something that she could handle herself Mm. And without needing to bring in like an intimidation factor or like a hostile factor. Like she thought she could talk Aisha to getting the bangle. Um, I don't 100% remember if Aisha knows about the daughter. Um, and like, it, it's a little foggy. I do know she never goes into the house, right. uh, but when it comes to, uh, but when it comes to uh, why, like from a tactical standpoint, this doesn't make any sense to do that. I can kind of overlook it because as much as uh, she wants to pretend like she isn't like a person, Najma very much is. And I saw this as like, she's acting more from the emotion of the moment. Mm. Like she's thinking emotionally, not rationally. 
she's more concerned with this person that I cared about has turned her back on us going home. So this isn't like, this, this isn't my uh, ally anymore. This isn't my friend anymore. This isn't my mm-hmm. family. Yeah. And oh, I, oh. no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. I, I, I felt like I have absolutely no problem with, well, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I fully understand why she did what she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was a smart decision for her to make <laughs> is, oh, is all. From I don't either. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's, but yes, of course mm-hmm. uh, she was emotional and mm-hmm. we are, we are emotional beings. Yeah. Uh, we are not logical beings. We try, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I don't like, I, I don't think it was a smart or sound decision. Cause I'm just, yeah, it's like, why would you do that? You're just making your search way longer now. So much harder. <laughs> uh, but I feel like in those moments, like I could kind of look past it because in moments like that, I don't think you're going to think rationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you'll have that, oh, fuck moment immediately after when it's done because you're just like, oh, shit, what did I do? Uh, but I think I think the purpose of it was was more to serve as less of this is her like beginning like her turn as a villain and more of like this is i uh not aisha this is uh najma the person this is the thing that like humanizes her because she feels she feels like sorrow there's like a very clear regret in that she had to do that Mm -hmm. like immediately after she turns and is just kind of struck by it and walks off uh but yeah it's still it did rub me a little weird like looking at it i'm just like you you could just get you could find it's a literal child you could just get the bangle right there yeah but at the same time i was just kind of like like i could write it off when looking at it from the this is how she sees it Mm -hmm. kind of perspective yeah so let me see um Aisha whispering into the photo again, what you seek and the kid, the kid is screaming and mm. I'm crying. I'm in real life. Oh. And I, <laughs> I'm like, no, my baby. And so uh, it's, there's going back and forth, back and forth to the thing. And um, the, the Bengal glows. And then we see the red, the red Chucks. I believe they're Chucks. Um, and Kamala's now, walking around because she that's where we left off in i think episode four mm-hmm. uh, she was on the train and yeah, um she landed on the train yeah and so she finds aisha um laying on some dirty laundry i don't know what that was but this was another part that was weird she didn't know what she looked like if all of that is happening around me and you tell me hey go find your great grandmother that you've seen a drawing of but not a, a clear photograph of didn't they have the photo in a grandma's house? Did they? Because I thought she got the I, photo. I, I, I remember like she brought the photo with her, but I could have sworn like she had oh, seen right. a photo before, like in, in the previous episode of like, oh, this is the only surviving picture of, uh, of your grandfather, of Hassan. And it showed both of them. I could, I could 100% does, be wrong. Then how does Nani have it? in this timeline if i don't i don't think it was a 
this is this is why I don't like time travel because <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything so confusing. Wait, <laughs> what I think this was wasn't it wasn't one hundred percent. Oh, she's traveling back in time to set forth the events for it to happen. I think it was it's meant to be like this is a vision that she sees mm-hmm. so that she can understand and like bring forth what needs to happen. But then she shoots the starry stuff. She shoots exactly. the starburst to it's, get Isana so, to dad. Yeah, it's is dumb. I, I don't <laughs> I don't I do not like time travel for this exact well, reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it well, gets the, so confusing. <laughs> It does. So that was weird. I didn't even think about the picture thing until you said mm-hmm. that that was already in the house in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. For me, like I said, I don't think the intent of it was supposed to be like, oh, you have to set this right. It's a showing of what happened, mm-hmm. like a, like more of a vision versus a set this right. But for that in particular, I did find it a little, I did find it a little odd that she found both of them so quickly yeah you know what i mean because i'm like damn there's a lot of chaos going on like even if you were to like hop up on your platforms and like find them i would still probably take a good like 30 minutes minimum yeah to find two completely separate people and then bring that second person to the third Uh uh-huh yeah and that did kind of catch me but at the same time i was swept up in yeah. like the story so i was like i can i can go past logic a little bit for this mm-hmm. but it, it was definitely a little odd i think yeah. at first yeah tim you have the answers to time travel right can you tell it, us you know quantum mechanics you, you know how that so, works <laughs> i don't have a problem with the whole time loop thing that occurs uh i am confused about what happens because of it Mm -hmm. uh, which we will get to in a minute um but like i don't have any like it's it's a tv show you know you can't show her looking around for half an hour yeah Uh, but what if we did (laughs) what if that was the whole episode was her hey do you know now all right that's that's when you get into season three of lost territory oh god love it where where they were just spinning wheels while they tried to figure out what the rest of the story was going to be hell yeah uh (laughs) and it was horrible no so it's so so hard to get through the third season of uh, (laughs) oh my god it's now our podcast yes yeah I, I cannot wait until michael and i have this talk about wheel of time oh yeah that's the next thing that's the next thing we're doing Tim, if you're interested, but uh, yeah, I'm getting, trying to get through that, but I viewed it, that, that scene as the, whatever happened, happened type of time travel. Mm. Um, the, the 12 monkeys type of time travel where you, you, you can't go back and change anything. Uh, it was always Najma hitting the bangle with her dagger that I guess ripped open the time continuum and uh basically sent her back and she was always the one who did it she was just there to do it yeah but i don't under what i don't understand is why the veil 
Um, unless the reason the veil shows up is because she fucking ripped a hole in space time. Uh, I don't. I don't get why the veil appears when she comes back to now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why that happened. I, I might have just missed something that they covered narratively. Nope. But it, it seems to happen Nick, for no reason. It it just shows up. It just showed it just up. Shows up. Like okay, uninvited party I, guest. I, I think the intent that, that's, was that's one of my. I have two notes uh, for <laughs> I, this episode, and one of the the first one is why does the portal show up? I think the intent is supposed to be because the dagger is stabbed and sends Kamala into the past. That's why it shows up, but they never explicitly explain why it happens. It just yeah. kind of does. Uh huh. Yeah. No one is explicitly saying. No one's when just you like hit oh it with yes. The It'll open when you when you do the magic thing. Magic things happen. Magic things happen. Magic, magic, pum pum. Um, so she finds her her grandma as a kid, which I mm-hmm. I am a fan of uh, time travel movies just for weird instances like this. Like you're holding your baby grandma. Uh, so she's doing that. She gets her to grandpa with the star starburst. Um, that was beautiful. Course, I love that. Of course, sequence. now I'm in tears at this point. I'm just like, same. Oh my god, get on the fucking train! I can't <laughs> do this shit anymore. And then uh, I guess she finished the the level in Super Mario because Kamala goes back to the laundromat and there everybody's just out, laundry's everywhere, and then the portal shows up. Giant the the veil, the veil has opened. But yeah, no no idea why. Um, I didn't even think of why until Tim, you said it, that is, I just accepted when, it when, as when we're, it as happened, we're going through I was it. like, what did I miss? Yeah. This is like, how you did this nothing. get here? Yeah. You this, missed nothing. The, this, and this I'm generally sequence... not like, I, I know people who will watch a movie and be like, why is this happening? And that like, that like never happens with me. And so I, I was mm-hmm. genuinely taken aback. Yeah. When the portal just opened and yeah. I was waiting for someone to be like, you know, it's because you stabbed the dead. Like, give us like a little right. <laughs> say something, a little narrative line, you know, in 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 Suicide Squad, that horrible movie, the first one, uh, <laughs> you know, you have the Rick, Rick. Oh, God, I don't remember his name. Rick Flair. Is that his name? I think it's Rick Flair. But that's also I think that might also be that Rick is the Flash, wrestler. Maybe that's the wrestler. OK, I think it's Rick um, Flash. The... Rick Flag. Rick Flag. We were, were there. We're there. We were almost um, there. <laughs> and he he turns to another character and he's like, "Her heart's out. We can kill her now." It's like I was <laughs> I was waiting for like that type of moment. Oh my god! Uh, because <laughs> because it like it didn't. I didn't feel it made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we still have an episode to go. So who knows? True. It might still be. got a whole other episode. True. Yeah. And then uh, Homegirl decides to go first, and she gets burnt i don't know i i wish i had a funny word for this but eaten 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 <laughs> just like, disintegrated crystallized just crystallized and then like the, this little... moment this was this was one of two moments that really took me out of it oh yeah not because not because she got crystallized or anything the cg was just so noticeably bad <laughs> Like yeah. it was a little under par i agree. like like even like even for a marvel series which yeah famously had very very good cg this was pretty i i felt like i was playing an xbox 360 game yeah i I was i was marcus phoenix going down into the 
going down into the there, freaking subterranean a, depths. <laughs> there no. have been a couple things uh, throughout the series where I am taken out of it a little bit uh, as as a filmmaker because I realized, okay, their budget wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like in in the first episode when mm-hmm. she jumps off of her roof onto the tree branch, uh-huh. we we don't see her land on the tree branch and we don't see her falling we see her jump out to the tree branch and then we see her on the ground the tree branch having fallen on her oh when i saw that i was yeah. like they Why? have a lot of money making this this is lower this is lower budget uh marvel material here no, um, yeah i think they were saving it for all the the sparkle steps because mm-hmm. uh it seems like kamala loves that move using the the sparkle stairs and they're like we don't have enough money for the tree branch shot fuck it just cut to her on the ground we need we and need also, the sparkles we need the sparkles there's, there's there's no explanation in this episode but at least you know we still have one to go there's no reasoning behind when i open the door to go back into my house it shouldn't kill me <laughs> you know I, yeah the, the place i'm in is the hostile place uh, I, I don't understand why the they, portal kills them. Yeah, they they kind of they kind of explained it in episode four in the vague sense of opening Nur would well, completely destroy, destroy everything. Yeah, but, but like, why would it destroy the gym? Yeah, that's the part that I'm also very confused on. Like, it was it's one of those things where it's like you could assume that maybe. Maybe for some reason, Noor, this is pure speculation. Maybe Noor is like sentient and just sees them. Oh, you're humans now. Boom. Right. Uh, but I, I feel like that's too far-fetched. I took it as, because they were exiled. They they say that in episode, I don't fucking two or three. Mm-hmm. So that's stuck in my head that they were kicked out. And I've always wanted to know what they did. And I feel like it was Najma's fault. And Aisha was like, her her pledge sister and it's like mm-hmm. if one one of you fucks up you all fucked up you're all out of here so the five of them were kicked out mm-hmm. i think once you're kicked out they change the locks on you and you don't have the key anymore and so <laughs> they demagnetize your room key. they yeah so <laughs> that, that's a great way to put it uh you can't get in so i that's how i took it when they tried to get in is they did something wrong and these creatures are dimension doesn't want them back i mm-hmm. it was the um, it was the dogma effect oh no <laughs> the classic here dogma has seen dogma I, it's been years since i've seen dogma i thought you were going to explain it it's the I, dogma effect explanation uh, it's the dogma is about two angels trying to get two uh falling ben angels affleck, trying right? to get back into heaven yeah mm-hmm. ben affleck matt damon uh oh. are two are two angels who are trying to get back into heaven and if they get back into heaven because God banished them, it proves God wrong. And if God is infallible, this might destroy the universe because it <laughs> creates a paradox of God being infallible and them getting back into heaven proves God wrong, which can't mm-hmm. happen. And so at the end of the movie Dogma, spoilers for a for Dogma, 1998 on... movie. I know I was going to say um, class for just old ass movie. Uh they're about to enter the church when God shows up and just explodes them. Oh God! <laughs> uh, Perfect. Yeah, so it, it works. I kind of love that. <laughs> oh my God! 
That's wonderful. <laughs> it's, an, it's an excellent film, Dogma. <laughs> uh, it was uh. the prequel to Goodwill Hunting. So, um, <laughs> what happened? Okay, so the veil, um, and then Najma, not just disregarding her, her pledge sisters, like, oh, I could do it. I'm gonna go yeah. in. The, the I got this. I, I got I can, this. I can stop it. <laughs> and and it's like, how? Why? Why do you know how to do this? How uh, are you? I I'm I'm hoping that that's something that they explain at least a bit in the next episode. And then okay, so this this is my other note. So mm-hmm. well. I, I added a like a 1.5. So the one that I added was why was she capable of closing the veil? Yeah, Najma. Yeah, I, I guess you know if she is a jinn and she like opened it to get here or something, and she's been chasing after the thing to open it to get back. Presumably, she also knows how to close it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can I can buy that. Uh, what I don't get the actual second note. <laughs> Is the transfer of powers from Najma to Kamran? Uh huh. You and I have the exact so, same note. <laughs> so, so Najma's powers are like manipulation. She can cause visions. What else is it? That's basically it. She can make you see things. She can cause visions. And so she says his name, Kamran. And then suddenly, she says Kamran's name. And then suddenly, he has magic fist, uh-huh. like Kamala, without the bangle. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't I understand. Don't fully understand. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the one thing that awakens your power, she didn't have, and he doesn't have. Why has he got magic imagination powers now? Right. The, the closest thing that I could think of, and again, this is purely speculation, is maybe her being so in close proximity with the veil had something to do with it maybe it like threw something into him but that would be like you're like when you're weird (laughs) yeah like when you're able to use the wi-fi when you're closer to the house but the farther you get from the house you're disconnected from the wi-fi so she was closest to the wi-fi she was she transferred the the files i guess yeah i guess she she threw it at a 5g tower but the the point of of these problems not knowing why the portal comes up, why is she capable of closing mm-hmm. the portal, and ha- why is she capable of just transferring powers that she doesn't have to someone else? That's bad storytelling. Uh, yes, it's it's it's, it's a writing problem. It's a writing problem. Unless they answer these questions in the next episode, yeah, uh, it's a writing problem that we have to talk about this about what it might be. Mm-hmm if they don't answer the question, then it just becomes something that's completely unexplained. And that's unfortunate because other than these few things, I have been totally into this series so far. Mm -hmm. It took, it took me a little bit to get into it mostly because it felt like the show was targeted at like a younger audience, which (laughs) I'm, which I'm, 26 i'm depressed i don't i'm not into coming of age stories as much as i was before but like from episode three on i was on board like Mm -hmm. i was in and this kind of like solidified it as well i definitely really want them to explain these things though because if i don't get an explanation i'm just gonna be like you're just gonna gonna have to saddle with not a great overarching story. <laughs> uh-huh. 
good like good character and like development as well as like interaction but not overarching (laughs) right i'm scared that they won't be able to answer it this is what i thought too when walid was was killed he he's introduced and he says hey i have a lot of stories about aisha when you're ready i got you girl that, then he died. Did he write down the stories anywhere? So mad. <laughs> Did he t- pass it on to any? Does he is he the only one who knows the stories? So I, yeah. I'm worried if if there is a ritual for closing the veil. I feel like Najma and they killed the other clandestines. Unless one of them pops up and <laughs> it's like you didn't actually kill me, but I'm. Like, I'll explain surprise. it. Yeah, Adam. I feel like Adam would be the one out of the five of them to mm-hmm. sort of defect. So yeah, I'm I'm worried that they. They won't. That'll bug me no matter well, what they do in the sixth episode. Sorry, I'm looking at like the summary of the episode. Uh, Gabe Wilson. I, I've said his name like 67 <laughs> times already. Cameron? Hassan. Cameron. Cameron. Thank you. Yeah. Cameron. 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 Um, <laughs> Say it American. <laughs> oh. No, no. Gee whiz. So, uh, Cameron might know how to do it. Hmm. Mm. He might sure. he might know that stuff because he's been son. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he's he was on the mission. He was totally into the mission until yeah. recently. Until very very recently. Until he got a teenage boner um, with his cousin, which is weird. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's a category on Pornhub, I think. Um, oh God. So the I veil think it's is the open. Only one at this point. That's it. Oh God. <laughs> I hit the end of Pornhub. Um, <laughs> uh, God, what are we reviewing? Oh, sorry, uh, Miss Marvel. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, before this whole, they they turn to crisp. They they mm-hmm. cut to the to Nani's house, and Mom is freaking out. I loved when Nani says, "Hey, when Magnum disappeared, I got him microchipped." And when Eva says, "That's a dog," and if it was legal, though, I would do it. And. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of microchipping my child. Um, uh, there was one line. There was one line with the mother. I don't remember her name. Muniba. Muniba. Yeah. Uh, there was one line that made me laugh out loud, and it was when they're talking about you know they don't know where Kamala is, and someone's like, "You have you have a cell phone, right? You can just use the find my phone feature." Uh huh. And, and she's like, "You mean like spyware for?" A parents? parent for parents, and they're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Why did no one tell me about this?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have made I things so much easier. I absolutely loved that line, just because you know, the, the the stuff that they're going through in the first few episodes, you know, with she's yeah. she's acting out, and you know, we are we as parents don't know what to do. Like, I thought that was a great way to like kind yeah. of bring that back in. Yeah, bring that all back. Yeah, it's like a great callback. Uh, I laughed really hard at that as well. That was, um, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Homegirl. I'm reading my notes. Homegirl gets burnt to a crisp. Oh, and then so she's trying to talk. Oh, my God. Najma out of out of going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, you just saw what happened to your friend. You have Kamran. No, I don't. I left his ass. And um, that was a great Najma impression. Uh, <laughs> it was. Thanks. Um, Spot on. It was like I was in the room with her. <laughs> and um, I think. So when I saw it, I took it as Najma thinks she's badass enough to close the veil. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. I read a couple reviews, like articles, and they said 
they took it as Najma recognized the only way the, the veil is going to eat earth. And the only way to protect Kamran, even though I fucked him over, is to sacrifice myself to close the veil. And that is totally not how I read her decision to walk in. What, Gwen, you're shaking your head no? No, I did not get that at all. I didn't like, either. I, like, for I... me, the way that I took it was like, it was like that. It was kind of like that part of the brain where it's like, it's kind of like you see something really bad happen to someone and part of your brain is just like, I'll be fine. I can do it. Yeah. And it's like that part that like turns off like the self-preservation just because of like the sheer shock. And I feel like that's kind of what it was. And when she gave the acknowledgement of, I don't have Kamran anymore. That was the acknowledgement of, Oh, I fucked up so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not even gonna have my son anymore. Like I left him in Department of Damage Control for this shit. That's it. That's gone. That tie is severed. I did not get that that reading of like, oh, this will protect him. Like at all. Same. <laughs> but I don't understand. Okay, so she, so she's basically like, you know, I have to close it for Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um she does the same thing that the person before her did, which is just stand there. Right. Uh, I, I don't get why I don't, I don't get it. What, what made this one different than the last what, one? Right. What exactly what in that moment between standing at the veil and fucking turning into crystal, did she do something to close the veil? Right. Was it just, Oh, her sacrifice did it. Maybe I don't know enough about Indian and Pakistani culture, mythology, mm-hmm. tradition, whatever, what have you. But to, I mean, maybe that would answer the question. But to me, knowing what I know, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. She did the same thing that the person before her did. But this time it worked. And this time <laughs> it did something. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand what she did. Uh, I understand why she did it. I don't get the mechanics of what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's blasted. And then we see Muniba and then figured the whole out. story ends. Then the, the end. The whole story is just wrapped up in a bow. Done. I, until, until like three minutes before the end of the episode, I was like, what are they going to do in the next episode? It's like, where do they go from here? There's nothing right. left. <laughs> they, they've, they've solved every plot line, except for the one that I forgot. Well, mom, yeah, Muniba and Nani are behind her. Muniba finds out she's light girl or nightlight mm-hmm. or whatever. I Probably read that. the actor Muniba, how she portrayed it was sort of relief, sort of pride. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's not drugs. You're not doing drugs out here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're shooting light out of your face. I'm glad it's not drugs and like whatever else. Uh, parent it's light out of the face, up. not drugs into the face. Yeah, not drugs. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> and uh, she gives the picture to Nani. And I thought that was really sweet scene to see mom finally proud of her. Cause it, it, it felt like a lot of the episodes, she's just been a hassle to her mom. Yeah. And so I, I really love this, this trip for the two of them. The other note I had is where's Kareem going? Cause when they first enter, enter this laundromat, they go, Oh no, it's a dead end. We got to fight our way out. And they turn around, they fight. 
Kareem leaves. Well, not really. He goes on the balcony. But like, where did he think? I don't know. That just seems strange to me. It wasn't a, I'm going to let you guys talk. I'm going to go stand over here. He he just pulls uh, the Irish goodbye. He puts the Irish goodbye. They, they, they make they that exact up. joke. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and then I one question I had was, are there more red daggers? Because Walid is dead. And so he finally says, I need to go tell the others what happened. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. They have other locations. They have other branches of red yeah. daggers. They got, they got some. Okay. So I I was happy to hear that. They leave. They I need to go tell the others. And then we, I actually thought about the others on Lost when he said that. Um, <laughs> speaking of Lost. And then he gives her his sweaty ass rag. I don't know if I'm the only person who thought that when he handed it to her. I'm like, oh, God, that must be so disgusting at this point. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like, you don't need to like see it, but it's like, they imply like, you know, maybe I'll just put it in the water. <laughs> it's not important, hmm. but she probably washed it. She pro- I hope she did. Yeah. Um, and then the necklace is the, it got broken. It's the Miss Marvel logo. I really yeah. like that. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. They go back to Nani's house. She's looking at pictures of mom. So what? That's my mom. Talk bon about Jovi. Bon Jovi. And I, I thought that was a really great, heartwarming scene between the, the three generations of, of women. And um, it was a good conclusion to the entire series. To good, that's good. It. Good show ending moment. <laughs> Goodbye, the, everyone. The, we're, we're getting into like I the know. biggest problem that I have. <laughs> Same. Same. Okay. It, it feels it feels like the last episode is going to be that this was the conclusion. The the next episode is going to be like an afterward. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Like um, all of the important plot lines have been solved. All of the characters have gone through their essential changes. All of them. Mm-hmm. Except maybe angry DODC lady. But what are we going to do in this last episode? Right. She she like, still has the, to. All of the emotional stakes are done. Like <laughs> the, she, everything has been solved. She presumably still, she still has to fix her relationship with uh, uh, Nakia. I hope I'm saying that right. The girl yeah. that got elected to the mosque board. Oh, that's right. And you then they still them. have to probably something to something with Kareem. There is no way that she's not going to have feelings about what the hell is happening with him Mm -hmm. as well as figuring out DODC coming into the mosque. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're still, they still have some stuff to answer, but it's like, you've solved the largest part of the plot already. It's resolved, man. (laughs) Everything we were driving toward done. Right. Solved. I think another, yeah. And another thing is, is Gabe Wilson a counselor or a principal? Like what is going on? No, okay. So um I think he's to... a very chill principle. He's a very chill principle. Got it. Perfect. I'll take that. If we don't get in the sixth episode, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna tell myself that. Yeah, just cool principle. A cool principle guy who watches movies. Um then we're at the circle queue. Brian is throwing out trash. Brian Bruno. Comron has been hiding behind a dumpster for how long? Waiting for Brian Bruno to throw it out. And this is so rushed. These next like they smushed it, which is weird because like three minutes are so rushed. It's it's terrible. And this episode was actually shorter, I think, by seven minutes than the other episodes. And I thought, wait, why didn't we just give them that seven minutes? It's not uh, like network television where, OK, we have to have commercials. So we yeah. got to cut some stuff out. This is streaming. So I don't understand why these aren't longer to let some things breathe. 
So they have um, deadlines. Oh, so many yeah. deadlines. Deadlines. Marvel and Disney are notoriously strict to work with. Oh gosh. Uh they didn't get the shot, Michael. They didn't get the shot. <laughs> we don't care about the tree branch. We need the circle cue to explode. Um Comron's trying really hard. He's making bad chemistry jokes, bad uh mm-hmm. he's really trying hard to befriend Bruno. And um he finally they I think I feel like they pay it off when they tries to reintroduce himself and he says, I'm Bruno. And he's like, oh, fuck. That was your name the whole time. I, I that got a that got a belly laugh out of me. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I yeah, got same. I got kind of I was kind of over the bit like midway through, but then just them bringing it back to be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that got me. Yeah. And this just felt weird. Like, I need to stay so my mom can find me. She left you. Why? Why would she come find? And then he says she wouldn't leave me like an orphan. And then, you know, at least for me, I was like, okay, so now we're going to talk about Bruno. How much longer is this episode? And he says, well, my parents aren't around. And then Cameron makes a sad face. And then he says, you, it's cool. You can stay on my couch drone. Like what the fuck? Like we couldn't let anything it, breathe. Like The biggest problem with this ending is like, yeah, it's really rushed, but it felt like, it felt like someone in the writer's room wrote this and like, okay, this is the conclusion. This is the last episode of Miss Marvel. This is very, very good. Oh, fuck the DODC. Oh, yeah. And they just had to make something quick, right. which I am cool with us getting more stuff with Kamran. I'm cool with us getting more stuff with Bruno. It just, why do they feel like such an afterthought here? Yeah. Just so, why? Yeah. In, in in storytelling in general, you want to resolve all of your storylines in as close a proximity to each other as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So like a really good movie or story will have all of these different elements that come together around like one moment, or maybe it's a couple moments at the end of the movie where we get... Our, our climax you, you want as many of your climaxes to be of your, of your different storylines to be gathered together in the same moment as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. otherwise you end up with stuff like this where we're like the story's over what are we going to do yeah people got it a lot with the uh the lord of the rings trilogy the return of the king people and say that it has endings. like seven endings um <laughs> Which, like, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to wrap up. But a good story will wrap up all of those different strands of the story as succinctly as possible. Um, and this one really appears to be, at least so far, appears to be fudging that landing. I mean, they could have left it where it is, I think. I You know, we, we dealt with the DODC. Uh but, you know, as well, I don't know what's coming. It could be, you know, an awesome, bombastic ending to the series that completely fits. They mm-hmm. they roll a 20 and just absolutely land it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could absolutely happen. But I don't know, like, they could have even left it, you know, I'm going to go tell uh, the other red, what are they called? Red daggers. I'm going to go tell mm-hmm. the other red daggers what happened. I need to warn them. Then, you know, you have her meet real quick with her mom and her mom is like, oh, thank God, it's not drugs. 
you know, then you can, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get into, you know, how would I restructure this episode? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the whole purpose of this episode. We're having you both show. on. <laughs> um, but there, there's got to have been a better way to leave it where we didn't get the conclusion to our main storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Would this have fit better? This Bruno Cameron scene as the opening scene in the sixth episode. I think, I think that in a way I, I totally get why they put the scene where they put the scene. I think that it would have been a good idea to put, to put that scene before the scene where Kamala is bonding with her mother and grandmother over the photographs. Mm. And so you get them meeting and, you know, let's start over. You can stay on my couch. Mm -hmm. Thanks, bro. And have it cut to another concluding scene. But like, I I don't know how you would introduce that, how you would introduce (laughs) the DODC back into it even then, because again, you run into the problem of we've already had what seems like our conclusion. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I can't think of a specific uh, movie example Mm. um, where it just feels like there's an extra act at the end of the movie that didn't need to be there. And Mm -hmm. now we're just off doing this other thing. And it's like, but the, but the movie's over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I can't think of anything. The the best thing that I can think of is, uh, Mad Max Fury Road mm-hmm. where they have been running the whole movie and then they decide to go back. But that's a bad example because Mad Max Fury Road is an excellent film. They, they made that work. <laughs> and, and that totally works in the movie. Um, but at the same time, you know, that could be the end of the movie. It really could be where they say, okay, you know, we're good. We've lost them. They're done. We can go wherever we want to go. Groovy. Movie's Roll over. Roll credits. <laughs> Roll credits. But in that movie, it's handled so well when they decide to go back. So that's a bad example. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a, a good one of why is the movie still going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it were if it were me and I had to restructure this episode like a tiny bit, I would probably I would have it end. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> the episode's still going. The episode just goes forever. Uh, I would, uh, I would move the reveal of Kamran receiving uh, Najma's powers and make that the ending. That so we work. have, we have all of the wrap up with uh, Kamala and her family and like the cross generation of like, oh, it's like all our life, and then and then you ended on he's escaping. He's escaping, gets the power. Is he going to be mad about his mom being dead? Like that would be yeah. good. That'd be good. That'd be a good uh, stinger for the episode. And then That'd start really of the next, and then start of the next episode would be rebuilding the relationship with Bruno, and the DODC comes back because mm. I feel like that ties into each other really, really well, mm-hmm. rather than just we got to rush all this really quick. Yeah, yeah, my heart uh, exploded in anger. Like the circle Q. Um, <laughs> it was it was definitely the moment of the episode that left me scratching my head of why did they do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, exactly. Not even not even why did you blow up the circle Q, but just 
why did why you, is that here why is this the ending of the episode like i don't understand <laughs> i i get wanting to have like a zinger but i feel like the we're past that point now like we we hit what i thought was a satisfying conclusion oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when the when the three of them are, are hugging or whatever and then we do the shot over karachi and yeah, yeah, I would have just. It, it's really sweet. It's really happy. It feels like an end. Yeah, <laughs> which led me, like I was, like I said, I was thinking, like as they were doing all of that, you know, tying up all the loose ends, uh, coming to the conclusion with the family, I was just sitting here thinking, like, what did they do? I, I, I while while the episode was playing, I was looking up, like, there's another episode of this, right? Uh, <laughs> like, am I am I? going crazy here like this is this seems like the end of the story uh and yeah it's just so weird yeah that they did that this weird decision yeah yeah i'm very i'm very curious um do y'all have any predictions of this (laughs) the sixth episode anything you want to see uh, or anything you think we'll see pie in the sky prediction because i feel like it would be i feel like it'd be mildly entertaining and also really funny i'm gonna guess mad angry dodc lady is a gin i'm i'm just pie in the like i'll take it i i would i would say like she's a gin and she's like looking for like the exiled clandestines and she's just like i'm coming to get you and like that's what her whole thing has been yeah but realistically, Tim's this thing, <laughs> Tim's just like, what the uh, fuck are they talking about? No, no, like I, I get what you're talking about, but that would be, that would not be the best place that they could take it. It's it, in the sky. We didn't say it was the best place in the sky. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I know, I know, I know. But like, I, I think if, it'd be so funny if they did yeah. that just like out of nowhere. It's just like, up. Oh, okay, I guess. I am the Mandarin. Uh, <laughs> oh my! But um, realistically, I think we're gonna have. I think Kareem, uh, sorry, Cameron is gonna like the reveal of like what happened to his mom is gonna happen. He's gonna get pissed off with Kamala. There's gonna be a big fight. Dodc is gonna get involved. But beyond that, I have no idea how that would resolve. Whether it be Kamala gives him to Dodc or she steps in, lets him escape and takes on the DODC herself. Like that's, that's one of those things that I'm just like, I don't know where this is going to go. And I don't know how I feel about either outcome here. Yeah. <laughs> both, both of these make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Tim, any predictions or hopes? It's, it's so open to like anything because it they really ended is. it because it's over. Um, <laughs> like, what do you do from here? Yeah, they can they can do anything because I have zero expectations. <laughs> they could Except... have Captain Marvel just show up and just uh, yeah. I was <laughs> that gonna would, that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. Actually, that yeah, would be really they're cool. in the movie. The three of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. It would be cool if it were a setup for. A, the film what mm-hmm. is the is that movie the next one i don't know when it comes out uh, it's the next date wise it's the next captain marvel movie yeah the next actual movie i think this year is black panther and then i, I know 
And then it's rumored we're finishing in Black terms Panther, of the movie. Then Atman, Man, then Guardians, then the Marvels. Oh, so it's a few away. There, yeah. there was a rumor that in terms of the movie lineup, Phase Four would be ending with Fantastic Four, but no idea. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, here, yeah. So, so Phase Four is Thor, which just came out. Mm-hmm. Thor Four, the fourth Thor. Um, then Black Panther Wakanda Forever then Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 then the Marvels and then Fantastic Four and Blade are to be to to be announced basically yeah mm-hmm. that seemed like a long time we they, they're setting something up they're yeah. setting something but Phase 4 of Marvel is a whole other conversation yeah, yeah it's kind of a cluster F it, it, it's kind. It's kind of a. It's kind of a mess right now. We've, we've really. We've got, we've got multiple timelines in the same universe? Question mark. We've got multiple universes. We now have other dimensions, uh-huh. uh, thanks to Ms. Marvel. And it's like, <laughs> it's how, like, how much stuff? I like okay. Phase Four. I like Phase Four. I, I enjoy everything in it so far. But it's it it's just the setup. It is all set up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting very tired of setup. Uh yeah, I've I've been enjoying it a lot as well. Mm-hmm. It it seems uh, I said this on a different episode where things will happen. And Gwen, I think we talked about it in Eternals, where I'm like, mm-hmm. don't they have everybody's phone numbers? Like, couldn't the Red Daggers call Shang-Chi's group, whoever's protecting the cave? The, the nine rings. Yeah. Seven, oh no, the, the one seven rings. The one, the ones by the river, the river people, mm-hmm. but not the ten rings. The, ten those, rings, duh. My bad. I got it wrong twice. We're just, Good God, <laughs> what is wrong with? Why are you giving away the rings? <laughs> Why um, are you handing them out to people? <laughs> the one ring. It's like can't they text each other? Like there, there's a lot of these times where I thought, couldn't Wong call some of these people to come help? <laughs> I. So that that'll be interesting to see if ever anyone I'm is connecting. Doing- I'm just um, imagining Wong sending out like text and like the old Donald Glover bit. Like Thanos just came back. WTF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just shit like that. Uh, anybody uh, in this dimension? I really need some help. Uh, just, I don't know. I, <laughs> it is a lot of, well, like of so far things as far as people who are available to say Wong, you know, he, he's he's got his buddy Abomination. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. America. He now, he now has he now has Shang-Chi. He now has America Chavez. She's at the school. Yep. Uh the green bull guy. Who? <laughs> that dude. He was just a dude in Doctor Strange. He was the giant he's green. Just, he's just a giant minotaur. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. wasn't he killed? Weren't they like all killed? most no. of them were some of them survived yeah. okay yeah. but he definitely um, yeah. but i mean as far as like established characters oh yeah <laughs> i'm sorry okay other right. than I'm minotaur sorry. guy minotaur guy. minotaur dude's gonna get his own series watch. oh i'm in i am in um, <laughs> but like, uh, as far as people that he can communicate with i guess he has captain marvel because she was in the the zoom call uh, yeah the zoom call with at the, at the end of shang chi yeah, yeah with hulk as well but hulk is just Bruce Banner right yeah. now. We don't mm-hmm. know if at this point he can transform back into the Hulk. 
Right. I think, I think, we're, I think we're all forgetting about the most powerful and important character in all the Marvel universe. Uh, what, what, what about Howard the Duck? When does he come back? <laughs> when so does he back. return? So apparently he's supposed to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Like this, this no. is just something that I've heard. He was in, wasn't he like in the trailer for She-Hulk? I'm, I think he was, but I'm not sure. I'd have to watch she's, it again. Because she's like trying to go around dating. And I think one of the people that she. I think you're right. Is Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. Oh my god, that's fucking incredible. He was in a Marvel thing really recently. (laughs) Okay. And I think it was that. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Howard the Duck is so dumb. I I know that he showed up again, though. I don't remember exactly where. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, thank you all for doing this. I really appreciate it. I will text y'all when the sixth one comes out to see did it work did, it, <laughs> did everything plan did, out did everything uh is gabe wilson a squirrel um <laughs> is that what this whole thing has been going towards but yeah thank you so much i, I really appreciate it um thank you i'm gonna go drink some more coffee you do that i'm gonna get some water because i am dehydrated yes. all right <laughs> sounds like a plan tim you drink something we all drink at the same time <laughs> i will try try do do but do not there is oh no 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 we're cutting it off the it's ending don't add on it's uh, don't don't circle cue it no this isn't just using partition as a way as like a backdrop to tell like a personal story it's like no this is serious (laughs) this is this is where we get important